0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Uh, we just got past Christmas, what I call feasting days. And then after Christmas, we do a little family get-together, and the whole family's been in Gatlinburg. And, uh, and we fasted and prayed while we were there. Not. <laughs> It was feasting days, and um, anyway, it's it's time to pray and fast. So we're going to do 21 days, like you heard, starting next Sunday, and we'll go 21 days, which I think takes us to the 29th, and then that Sunday we'll have a, a night of worship, and I'm believing for great things to happen every time that we've done uh, our night of worship after our 21 days of prayer and fasting has been powerful. And God's done mighty things. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, a fast, you know, can be in different ways and shapes and forms. All depends on where you're at. Uh, many are doing the Daniel fast no sweets, no meats, and no bread. And uh, I know some of the kids are doing social media. You could do TV. Um, Of course, in the Bible, it's talking about food, but I I do believe those are legitimate things that you can do. And here's the thing, don't, you know, go on the fast and uh, just go about doing your business. Take some extra time with the Lord. Like if you, a good way, if you've never fasted, skip one meal. But don't take that one meal and, and go off and do your own thing. Take that meal and and just take the word of God like you're eating it, and feast on it, feed on on the on the Lord, and pray and speak to him. that's the key because if you're fasting and not praying, you're just going hungry so we we want to combine that and make it worthwhile and spend that time uh, with the Lord. uh one of the books that if you like a juice fast if you're uh you have a job that's physical and you, you need the energy, uh, Dr. Colbert uh, has a great book on juice, the juice fast, and you can get that information. Um, so there's a lot of good information about fasting out there these days. So I want to look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. This is uh, Jesus speaking. He says, moreover, when you fast, notice he said, when you fast, Do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. So think about this. The hypocrites, they're fasting, and they have a sad face. It's like they're carrying a sign on them saying, I'm fasting. Look at me. And that's their reward that people look and say, oh, they're fasting. Aren't they something? But he says, surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But to your father who is in the secret place, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, when I first started fasting, I I was, you know, God's not legalistic. You might have to tell somebody you're fasting. It, it's, it's okay. That's not your motive. And um, I remember one of the first fasts I did, I was over at my uh, parents' house. I finally had to tell my mom, I'm fasting, because she was just trying to put food down me, which normally I would take uh, and ask for more. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I had to tell her. And then I had to take the blitz after that, what's wrong with you, you know, this is not good for your health and, and, and all this. So, But there are some times you, you just have to tell people. And when I, I started fasting, I would run into all kinds of situations where food was given to me. It would happen every year that I would be uh, a light, gas, and water. And there would be people, I could guarantee you, I could feed a, a small army anytime I started fasting. I remember the first time I did, I, I, I go upstairs and to the break room and a group of us would go and they announced they're giving free food that day. I go uh, downstairs, uh, lunch comes and, and my boss comes to me and says, I've got this spread of food. One of the salespeople come in, he's taking me out to eat. He said, "You know, everybody else is gone. Well, you take this because I'd stayed in where everybody's gone. Me, and uh, here comes the spread of food. You know, it's all stuff I like. Yes, banana pudding, homemade was part of it. Wow. So then we have a meeting that that afternoon. I'm just bombarded with food and and." It was one of those uh, department meetings where they never served you anything. Except this one. Somebody had gotten hot donuts. Hot. And I'd never been meeting it like gas and water where they had hot donuts. They were usually stale <laughs> you know, or cold. You know, still good, but these were hot. And finally, I said, Is this, I see what's going on here. I'm going to have to really <laughs> watch myself. And, but you can do it. But I want you to see here, Jesus was saying, When you fast, it, this is part of our normal operation as a believer. He expects us to, to fast. So you see here, uh, if you've got your notes, you can uh, go to U Verse uh, Bible. And go to events, and you can see Church on the Harvest and get all the notes. But it is God's will for me to pray and fast. God wants you to pray and fast. It's his will for us to do that. Prayer is not an option for the believer, and fasting's not an option. We're called to do this. And I know there are certain situations, maybe medication, stuff so you you can't, there's another way that you can fast. There is a way that you can fast. But God, if you can, if you can skip a meal and then, you know, work your way up, you can skip a day and spend that time with the Lord, it'll make a difference. It can change your life is uh, praying and fasting. That's where you can hear from God. The flesh goes then. You can hear clearly his voice. It's an important thing that we do. It's interesting. I've taught this before in Matthew 6. Jesus is talking about, he says, when you give, give in secret. Then he talks about when you pray, pray in secret. Then he says, when you fast, fast in secret. And I believe that all three of these are not optional. Uh, A believer is a giver. A believer prays and a believer fast. And he's talking about normal operation mode for a believer. And when you put these three together, you have dynamite. you got power released in your life. So we need to take these three and do them. But we're going going to talk about uh, fasting. But he says he will reward you openly. Others will recognize the reward of God. And I've had times where I, I fasted and prayed, and I've recognized maybe two or three months later uh, just a, a blessing out of the blue. said so that was from fasting. That was from my time of prayer and fasting. And you, we're starting the year with that. What a great way to start a year by separating ourselves into the Lord, seeking his face, waiting on him, and letting him have our complete year first. Let in Him have the first. It's a powerful thing to do. Prayer and fasting brings rewards from God. Now I want His rewards. It's one thing to get the rewards from man, but what about rewards from God? He's saying He will reward you. How many have noticed when you've given, you've been rewarded? How many have noticed when you prayed, you've been rewarded? Seen <laughs> prayers and, how about fasting? When you fast, God will reward you. He will do it. He promised to do it. So, well, pastor, we have a lot of testimonies by financial giving. Well, no, we're giving the testimony. and They're not coming up and saying, I gave X and X amount, look at me. We're just giving God praise for the testimony. What he's done. And we're to testify and give him glory. Nine out of ten fasts in the Bible were public fast. And we're doing a congregational fast. It says we blow the trumpet in Zion. We blow the trumpet in the church. We're going to pray and fast for 21 days. Come and be a part. Now we don't go to our work and blow the trumpet there. Hey! (laughs) Then you become one of those your rewards people saw you trumpet at work and say we're going to pray and fast 21 days Matthew 9 verse 14 then the disciples of John came to him saying why do we and the Pharisees fast often but your disciples do not fast and Jesus said to them can the friends of the bridegroom mourn or fast another word for mourn here is fasting as long as the bridegroom is with them but the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. The disciples didn't fast. Can you imagine, it talks about the disciples of John coming to him and asking, you know, about, about fasting. He said, no, I, I don't have my disciples fast while I'm here. Can you imagine those disciples of John? Hey, I'm, I'm going to switch here. These guys aren't fasting. What was going on? Jesus was fasting for them. They were under his protection, his covering, and he was doing the fasting. He was doing the praying, and he said, when I'm gone, you're going to be praying and fasting. But right now, no. Well, have me recognize that Jesus has been resurrected. He is not with us. He's there. Holy Spirit is with us. It is our time to fast. Fast. It's time for us to fast. And actually I'm get into it, but the teaching after that, after this point, he talks about why we fast and what it does for us. And, but I had time to, to get in that. Some personal observations I made during our 21 days of praying fasting through the years. There's a corporate anointing to fast. There's a grace to fast when we're all fasting. It's kind of like the same misery loves company, but it's not misery, but you know what I mean. We're together in this, and there's a grace that's available for us to tap into that's easier to fast together than yours fasting alone because of that corporate anointing that is released within us. Corporate anointing also brings corporate breakthroughs. And we've seen, I've seen it through the years, where there'll be a person touched here in a relationship, and then it's like boom, 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 relationships are touched. Or a healing here, and that, that same type of healing will just, just take off in the congregation. Why? There's a corporate anointing. It's kind of like what one gets the other gets, because we're together in this. I put down some of the things I've seen over the years. Marriages restored, financial breakthroughs. One year we just had a lot of people get promotions. Children set free from drugs. People connected back to, to God. David spoke of fasting. He said he humbled himself and fasted. God resists the what? The proud. Gives grace to thee. When you're fasting, there's a humility that you develop towards God. A a place of humbleness before him as you put the flesh down. James 4.10 Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. Fasting humbles our flesh. Now God doesn't make us be humble. He put that in our hands. You humble yourself before him. And the One of the ways you can do that is through prayer and fasting. Humility opens the door for grace and favor in our church, in our city, our region, in your life. If you study church history, every revival, the first and second awakening, all started with prayer and fasting. Not one single one did not have that involved. It was at the beginning of it. And it was steady and consistent and strong. And it, it was the course before each of them took place. You want passion to be sparked or ignited in your life? Pray and fast. Because he'll put the flesh down. And you'll be more sensitive to God. Tommy Barnett that I may have heard of the Dream Center Tommy Barnett started that I don't know if, if I, I heard him tell about it but it was after a time of prayer and fasting that the Lord opened that up to him that they were to start a Dream Center it didn't make any sense in the natural but God provided he showed it through prayer and fasting fasting changes us it doesn't change God I'm not trying to get God to do something. I'm changing. I'm working on me. I'm changing me. Because he's an unchangeable God. He doesn't need to change. <laughs> he's already given us every blessing, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's already loaded us down with blessings. It's just up to us to receive. Praying and fasting helps our receiving. Praying and fasting changes us on the inside and a a place maybe we didn't recognize there was pride is exposed in our lives and we come to a place of humility before our God and we put him in his rightful place. He's not withholding from us wrong motives, asking amiss, the Bible says, uh, asking uh, according to our own lust we miss he's not hope withholding he's already said it's all yours so where is the issue it's it's us and he says i've given you a key it's got prayer and fasting to humble yourselves let me speak to you Put the flesh down and my voice will become stronger that you can hear me and you can respond to my Holy Spirit who will always guide you to life, who will always guide you to the blessing, who will always guide you to favor. How many believe that all things are working for your good? How many really believe that? It may not seem like it's working together for your good. But you do some praying and some fasting. And God can reveal some things where he showed you or directed you off a path of destruction. And he took you down the path of righteousness. Even though you wanted to go down the other path, it looked faster, it looked better, it looked sweeter. He took you off that path because he knew what was good for you. There was destruction at the end of that thing. And he wanted you on the path of righteousness and the light and peace and joy in his kingdom way. All things work together for good for those who love him are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. You can go through some things when you know that all things are working together for your good. That God's got your life. And prayer and fasting is a way to just get before him and the love on him. And any time you draw close to him, what's he do? He draws close to you. And you can hear him and hear his voice and comfort and strength. Peace will overtake you. And you'll find yourself in a different place than you were before the prayer and the fasting. And you'll be slimmer too. (laughs) Isaiah 58 is one of my favorite Passages on fasting and prayer. It's one of the first things the Lord really opened up to me—a uh, scripture and and just revelation and and a good thing while you're praying fasting. If you're doing food, especially, is look at some fasting scriptures every day. You might just want to pull out Isaiah fifty-eight every day. But it says. And one time I counted the blessings in this. I think there was over 20 promises and blessings of the Lord to those who fast the way he says to fast. It says, Shout it aloud, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out. They seem eager to know my ways as if they were a nation that does what is right and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have you? we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? You notice here it's kind of self-serving. <laughs> it's... Don't you see I'm fasting here? Almost sounds like the hypocrites, doesn't it? They were blowing their horn. I'm fasting. God, I'm fasting here. It's like you're trying to get God to do something to be noticed. It's about self. And that's what they were doing. Where are you, God? I'm over here fasting. You know, hey, I should get some credit over here. I'm praying and fasting. And all of a sudden, you're on performance. Not Jesus' performance, but your performance. And your performance stinks compared to Jesus. Amen? Why don't you notice me, God? Don't you notice? Where are you? (laughs) It's like the disciples in the boat. You know, Jesus sleep on the pillow. He wants to die? Jesus is in the boat. <laughs> Jesus is in the boat. I can just imagine those disciples. Where well, are you gonna wake him up or maybe I should? Maybe we should just let him die, you know, just go down. Maybe that'd be a better way of waking him up. I don't know what's going through their mind. But they finally, you know, they're irritating him and they wake him up. Jesus, we're going to die. You want us to just die? <laughs> like Jesus was going to die. I mean, if they had sank, they would have floated across the still water. <laughs> he gets up, and rebukes it. And they, they were in the middle of the lake when that happened, and they're at shore afterwards. He just went ahead and took them in. Oh, Lord, well, Father, it's a bunch. <laughs> Yet on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. They're just still doing their own thing, not thinking about God. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and striking each other with wicked fists. Prayer and fasting, ending in strife and quarreling and some of them even hitting each other. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. You can't just do as you please, forgetting about God and you're in prayer and fasting, doing your own thing. Getting in strife and quarreling and and debates. Getting on social media and getting in some eight-hour debate over what's the right or wrong political persuasion. Getting lost and eat up with temporary things that have no eternal value. Hmm. I'm preaching good now, folks. Okay, Number five. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you have called, you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fast that I have chosen? God's telling us the kind of fast that he has chosen. It's not for you laying around, oh, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, laying lying around sackcloth. Saying this fast, listen to this. I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. We're talking about some powerful stuff here. The kind of fast that God is pleased with will break every yoke. Now, that's some fascinating I'm going to be involved in. I don't know about you. Every yoke. I love that he said every. Every yoke. Untie the cords of the yoke. Loose the chains of injustice. Verse 7 is, And not to share your food with the hungry, to provide the poor wanderer with shelter, when you see the, the naked, to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. See, does your notice here that this is about other people? Have you noticed that? It's an intercessory type of prayer and fasting. Is your time of prayer and fasting just your list of your vision, your goals? And that's okay to pray about. You should be, but it shouldn't be just that. This. The kind of fast he's chosen is about getting other people free. See, God wants to increase his family. God wants the lost one. He wants the, the brother, uh, the, the, the sister that's wandered away from God, the prodigal. He wants them home. He wants them out of the pig slop. He wants them back in father's house. He wants us praying. Have you ever seen someone struggling with their faith? It's so easy. To get in the place of judgment, so easy to judge, when what God says, when you look at the fast and what He's called us to, He wants us on our face and tears, crying out for that one, that they'll come home, come to their senses, come out of the snare of the Fowler, come away from that darkness into the light, and know that God is alive again. That's what He wants. Not to get in strife about, did you see what they did? Not to get in the judgment. But to get in love. And to pray and to intercede and see them set free. God is looking for someone who will fast for others. Scripture is telling us to notice the hurting, the depressed. People in our world need a breakthrough. People in our world are sick and needy. They need help. What about the mentally ill? There's people that need our prayers. The fast God is pleased with has the power to break the chains of bondage. To deliver people from their burdens. And we don't want to be a church as satisfied Just with you and I, we're walking with God, don't care about anyone else. We don't want to be a church like that. We're not. We want to be a church that goes out and reaches those that are hurting, those that are needy, those that are suffering, the destitute, the oppressed, those held captive. By the enemy we won't be those that reach out and go with the compassion and the love of god not as a wimpy one who has no authority but going in the authority of god almighty knowing the word of god and knowing the spirit of god lives in us and seeing them set free to be a refuge a house where people can come into knowing they'll not be judged, but they will be accepted and loved in this place and loved into the kingdom and set free by the power of God. That's the kind of fast that we need to be praying, that we need to be fasting about, is seeing them set free. Not a lukewarm church, but a red-hot church fire for God. Where was I? That's the trouble with these fancy Bibles. You hit it and all of a sudden you're five pages down. You don't know where you're at. Anybody tell me what verse we were at. okay I'm just going uh, a true fast true fasting will lead to humility before God and ministry to others let me say that again it's a powerful statement true fasting will lead to humility before God and ministry to others See, if we don't get past just ministry, uh, humility before God for us and ministry to others, we haven't completed the kind of fast he's talking about. It's got, we're not to be spectators. We're we'll be participators. We're we'll to be fully involved in Father's business, in reaching others. We will build God's family. So, this is an invitation. Really, prayer and fasting, 21 days of prayer and fasting, is an invitation to get past the normal, the, the mundane, the rut, and get the glory of God in your life, the fire of God in your life, and that passion and that burn for Him that it will cause you to reach out and love others. It will cause you to pray for those that are hurting, those that are lost. We need an outpouring of God's power and his love. We need Father's heart for the loss and the prodigal to burn within us, that we will pray and intercede and do what God's called us to do. We have a generation that's quickly moving away from God. They tell of the stats, in America, people, Christianity is dropping. Is there not a cause to pray and fast for America, for our nation, for this region, for where we're at? When you pray into something on Father's heart, God will break into your life. When you pray something that he loves... When you're doing something that he's called you to, he will break into your life. In verse 8, then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help. He will say, Here am I. If you do away, if, notice this, if you do away, with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger, malicious talk. If you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in darkness and your night will become like noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land. And I just, I put in my notes, barren season, sun-scorched land. He will satisfy your needs even in a barren season. The world might be going through barrenness, not you. And will strengthen your frame or your foundation, you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins, ruins and raise up the age of foundations you will be called to repair of the broken walls Amplified says of many generations restore of streets with dwellings wow do you see the promise and the blessing of God when we fast and, and we include others we're interceding for others what God will do for us we had uh, after a time of prayer and fasting I'll never forget one of the Greatest miracles I, I, I'd ever seen. We had a man, um, it was a, a couple brought uh, uh, her, her father, we knew them, we didn't know the father, to a night of worship after 21 days, praying and fasting. And he could not walk, uh, he had a, a walker, he had not eaten in a few days, uh, he was really uh, in a bad place. And so, uh, we prayed, prayed for him, and he starts walking, his, uh, his knees were healed, his legs were healed, and he's walking around, and uh, without the walker, and he, he's just fine. And so, they, they call me later, and they tell me the, the rest of the story, they left, and we, you know, blessed them, and they said that when they got to the parking lot, he could not find the car because he didn't recognize his car because he was colorblind. Was. He was no longer colorblind. He saw it, the color it really was. And they're going, they're, so they're rejoicing. You got healed, and God just went ahead and touched your eyes at the same time. So they're in the car, and he says, you know, I'm really hungry. And they said, well, it's, it's pretty late. Everything's closed up. And he said, I sure would like some fried chicken. And he goes through his, his list and, and some ice cream. He named a type of ice cream, and he said, that's what I want. I'm so hungry. And she said, well, we don't have any of that uh, at the house. But we're headed home because nothing's open. We'll, we'll get you something. And when they got home, they pulled up and drive. And they notice on the porch is a, a grocery stack there. And they, they go over and they open it. And there is fried chicken. There's the potato salad. There's everything he wanted. Even down to this type of ice cream he liked. Well, you know... Uh, they could have said, well, I, I probably need to pray over this. I, I don't <laughs> they just took it and ate it. He ate the whole thing and said, that was great. And they wondered, well, thank you, Jesus, where would that come from? But, And they found out a week later that down the road, there was uh, a missionary couple that uh, had been off the field. The Lord had called them back to the States. And they had been there for a few months and they said they could not get away from this hearing the Lord said, make some fried chicken. Go buy some ice cream. So they went and they prepared all this and said, Okay, Lord, do, do we get to eat this or what? No, no, you don't get to eat this. And they're driving around with this until they get in front of their house and the Lord said, There. So they go and nobody's home. So they just, well, we're just gonna leave it here. Left on the porch. And, and they went down and they, they met them. The, the missionary couple came down and introduced themselves and said, did y'all eat that food? And said, told them what had happened. Prayer and fasting works. And it's rewarded. That was part of the reward for our, our season there. A prayer and, and fasting. We had another time where uh, a lady. We had. Uh, uh, I think it was six or seven ladies who were healed. They had tumors in their breast, <coughs> and uh, they were healed. During the testimony, one of the ladies um, had heard it was uh, a guy whose um, his his wife had uh, gone to the doctor and everything, and they couldn't find anything wrong with her because they were trying to have a baby. And anyway, after the, during the uh, prayer and fasting, this is during the prayer and fasting, uh, he had a dream that the Lord said there was a, a tumor that was blocking her from getting pregnant. And he said, and the dream said, if you'll go back to the doctor and have them remove that, she'll get pregnant. So he, he told his wife, and she said, look, they, I just went to the doctor, and they did a full exam, didn't find anything wrong. He said, I know this was God. I believe you need to go back. So she goes back, and she... Uh, she said, I just want to be rechecked. And they recheck her and everything. And this time, they find the tumor. They remove that tumor, and she gets pregnant. How? A time of prayer and fasting opened up them to hear from the Spirit. The Holy Spirit was wanting to tell them the whole time that something about prayer and fasting got the flesh down that they could hear clearly. And God, there was God intervening on their behalf fasting is a powerful tool 2nd Chronicles 714 if my people are called by my name will humble themselves and see, when I see humble I'm thinking about fasting and praying Pray and seek my face and turn from wicked ways and I will hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land yeah, I've got some other miracles here I just want to close with this just real quickly in, in Luke 11 Um, I really don't have a time. I might just get this uh, next time because I want to show you another part where Jesus, when uh, talks about intercession in a real powerful way and they kind of link together. I'll just tell it to you, but uh, Jesus was teaching on, on prayer and he said, what if a friend... Uh, came to a neighbor knocking on the door. He says, I have a friend that's come. I don't have any provision for my friend. Remember the story? And it says that because of his importunity that's King James, uh, because of his persistence, it says that the guy opened the door. At first he tried to send them away. He said, we're all asleep. (laughs) You're waking us up. Go away. But because he was bold and everything persistent, he opened the door. And he gave them supply for his friend that had come. And then Jesus says, But I say unto you, seek and you'll find, ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, knock, and the door will be open. And many times people have taken, oh I ask God, be persistent with God, begging God, banging on God's door. But the door is always open for us. And that's what, it's not about persistence. It's about the generous Heavenly Father that you don't have to bang on his door. His door is always open. And he will not say no to you. That's one of the, that's the last point I had uh, in this. The uh, Where is my last point? Our father will not say no to what he has already prepared and promised to give us, even when it's for others. What he's saying, even in your intercession, I say yes. It's one of the most powerful. I might have to teach it next week. It's one of the most powerful things in intercession. He's talking about this parable really just told about he's saying our heavenly father will not say no when you're coming for someone else's provision how much more will he give the holy spirit to them to ask him See, we don't come as as just a friend we come to a heavenly father that we're a son and daughter and parents will do anything for their kids I mean, they are totally committed, a parent's totally committed to their child. I mean, I just saw, <laughs> Lauren and I were talking about Ford Service, my son Joshua, who would put stuff on Facebook about kids on planes, crying babies, and, and we were just, you know, I tell him, one of these days, one of these days, I tell him, you do realize you have (laughs) Lauren and Madison. Oh, I love them. I'm just, everybody else. (laughs) And I want you to know that our Joshua is smitten by a one-year-old girl. He is so wrapped that he is wrapped like a burrito. I mean, he is wrapped. This guy can tell me how long the baby sleeps at night, gives me the hours, how well the baby slept, the breathing, tells me how long the nap was, totally, I mean, totally, it's a miracle, I mean, it's amazing, and Joshua and Jenna, I mean, they are totally committed to Elise totally committed we think we're better parents than God he is totally totally committed to us we are in his care he said ask me and I'll give it to you he said follow after me I know the path for you And he came for us at great cost. It cost God. It cost him, his son, to come and become sin and then be punished by Father for our sins. That we could be a part of his family. What great love Father has shown for us. And now we are his sons and daughters. Do you think he... We're not on his mind. Do you think he—he is not gonna care for us? Wow! Let's bow our heads. There's anyone here this morning, listening online or here in the congregation that has not given their life to Jesus Christ? He's calling you, and he's saying, come home, come to me. He's been after you all your life. Will you stop running from him and accept him? Ask him to be the Lord of your life. Surrender your life to him. When you die to your life, you find life. Just give him your life. And thank Him for what He did for us. And just say this prayer say, God, I thank You for Jesus. I thank You that He died for me. That He took my sin and my shame, my guilt. He took it all for me because He loves me. I receive the gift of salvation. I receive that gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I give you my life, Lord. I don't want to live for myself. I want to live for you. I don't want my way. I want your way. I want everything that you have for me. I believe that you were raised from the dead. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Come into my heart my life, forever and ever. Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Fill me to live this life. In Jesus name, In Jesus name. And now for the believer, I want to challenge you to pray and fast. Nothing is impossible. You can break down those strongholds that are holding captive your family members. You can break down those strongholds that are holding your children captive. We can change the climate and the atmosphere of this region. Through prayer and fasting, we can change history. We can make the future better. Let's all stand up. So lift your hands. In the name of Jesus thank you for full provision for this prayer and fasting time. Strengthen us, O God. Strengthen us, Lord, to follow after you, to do what you say do. That, Lord, we'll shut off the things in this world and we'll make time for you, extra time for you. And, Lord, I thank you that you As we draw near, you draw near to us. And we humble ourselves before you, mighty King, mighty God, our Savior, our Lord. We humble ourselves before you. And we dedicate this time of prayer and fasting at Church of the Harvest. Father, we believe for the lost to be won. We believe for prodigals to come home. We believe that this would be a haven, a place of healing, healing virtue and healing power. That cancer be eradicated. That heart disease and every disease would be beneath our feet. That the oppressed would go free. We renounce the, the, the racial tension in america in this land it's contrary or it's against the heart of god to judge anyone by the color of their skin god i thank you that you made each and every one of us for your glory and your honor and we the body of christ will show it and display it and walk in it And we will see great things in 2022 because we're going to decrease and increase you in our life. We want all of you, Lord. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website, at midsouthharvest.org you may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277